What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Canaan Party and Friends. It's been a long wait, a very, very long wait. In that time that I spent away, I moved back to Idaho. Um, I replaced my Xbox with TV. For those who had, uh, who had been listening oh, a year and a half ago now, it is. Um, I had actually had uh, my Xbox and my TV and my whole setup stolen while I was in California on a, uh, for work. And um, unfortunately, that put a stop to a lot of my work. That being said, I'm back. I've actually got better equipment than I had before, and I'm uh, still waiting for the rest of it to come in. But for now, this is what I'm working with. Uh, this episode, uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna add on to the last episode we had, uh, where we talked about the uh, the Xbox uh, Series X, who at the time was Scarlet. Last time we talked about it, the flagship game, uh, and how Halo got its hands on it, and it all kind of came out uh, it came out almost as almost as bad as I predicted. So stick around for the episode, and uh, we'll get this knocked out. Thanks for joining me again. Thanks for coming back, and be sure to like, uh, be sure to check out all the different platforms of podcasts. Tell your friends, subscribe, and support the channel. And uh, yeah, so let's get it started. Hey everyone, K9 here. So you're probably wondering how I'm able to make these podcasts so easily. Well, with Anchor. It's an app right on my phone, and it's the easiest way to make any podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need with all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast so they sound unique and professional. The best part is, it's all free. Once you're done, they'll distribute your podcast for you among the biggest streaming networks such as Spotify, Google, and iTunes, and many others. And you can even make a little cash with no minimum listenership. Just download Anchor from the App Store or go to anchor.fm to get started. Have fun and thanks for listening. Now back to the show. So what happened? In the past year and a half that I've been away, the Series X came out, the PS5 came out, a slew of amazing games came out, um, but no matter how great the games are, they're... Good luck finding a PS5 or a Series X anywhere on the market. Sure, you could hit up eBay. You could go to Amazon or any other third-party dropshipping site, whatever you might get your hands on, and you could pay upwards of $750, 1000 if not 1500 bucks for a Series X or a PS5. But good luck getting one at retail value. Good luck paying the $499 that the Series X costs. The Series S... Arguably not as good as the Series X, but that was three hundred at at a for retail cost, suggested retail cost. But getting a Series S as well, you're looking at at least five hundred bucks. So what do we do? Obviously, the video game market is no stranger to scalpers and scammers and things left and right. There's plenty of stories in the past. Looking back on it where someone sells just the box for the Xbox One X for $400. And the person need to read the description, so they bought a box for the One X for $400. And the unfortunate part is that's, it's, that's not going to end. It's still out there. And what makes it even more difficult is everywhere you go, to Walmart, Best Buy, even on the Microsoft website, it's all sold out until further notice. So... There's really nothing to do. And of course, there's all those people out there that said they were going to wait anyway to wait until a few months after the, the Series X release to make sure they work out all the bugs, get all the kinks out. And it and now I mean, they don't have much of a choice anyway. Now they kind of have to wait. But what, what, what are we running into now? They didn't make enough of them, obviously. And the demand for them were so high anyway. I mean, we're thinking this is more than just a simple video game device. This isn't. This isn't like back in when the Nintendo was just a, a video game cartridge entertainment system, you know. Um, and one of my previous episodes, I kind of touched on a little bit of how Nintendo saved the video game world because it wasn't called a video game system. It was called an entertainment system. But back then, all it was was just a video game system. There was nothing else you could do with it. Then fast forward and to like 96, 97, we have the PS1 where... Now you can start playing music and stuff off it. Then it started turning into a legitimate entertainment system. 
And now jump forward even then to 23, 24 years later, we have the Series X and the Series S and the PS5. These amazing games, these amazing entertainment consoles, if you will. And they do more than just play video games. Obviously, they are the most powerful console you could find. Sure, yeah, there are those out there that say you can obviously just build a computer for the same Oh, for all of the same price, it'd be more powerful, whatever. You know what you're looking for. But I don't want to build a computer. I want an Xbox. Thankfully, I was able to get my hands on another One X. I, I lucked out there. I broke down, just bought another One X at retail value. I did replace my original One X that was stolen with a One S that I had found off of the classifieds. And that held me over for a little while. The unfortunate part is a couple of the games that I was playing, they were the kind of games where if you go a few months without playing them, you fall so far behind. And it's... It's hard to get into the groove of playing these again if you spend that much time away from them, basically. Um, the game in question, in this case, was Black Desert Online. And for those who have played it, it is a very, it's a huge game. A lot, there's a huge community worldwide, obviously started in Korea, made its way across the world. And now it's cross-play, cross-platform. It's, it's a lot of games now are cross-platform, which is pretty cool. But in the three months that I went without uh, an Xbox um, or any way to play it, obviously, I just kind of fell out of it. And it was hard to get back into it. Recently, I've kind of gotten a little more into it. I got back in touch with the old group that I used to play with, and we're having some fun with that. Aside from Black Desert Online, I've also gotten uh, more into Apex. Apex has come a very long way since it first released. Um, and that's that's obviously I've had been having fun with that. Um I, uh, I I personally tend to like Octane. I'm not very good with him. He's a very reckless character, especially when I play with him. Um, I I am admittedly better with some of the other characters like Wraith um, and Bloodhound. I just don't enjoy playing him. But for the sake of having my record in, in decent, you know, and actually staying in a match long enough to actually have fun with it, you know, I, I'll play Bloodhound and Wraith here and there. With uh, Octane, I find myself uh, kind of just going a little crazy, uh, definitely falling, falling away from the group that I'm in. I take a lot more risks with them, and unfortunately, because of that, I'm out in the open a lot more, and I get tagged pretty easily. So my record with Octane is definitely nothing notable. Um, another one, uh, I also started playing Warzone. I, you know, I was never really a huge fan of these these battle royale games, and there were a few that came out that had little things about them that just made them that much better. Warzone, I'm not gonna lie, Warzone really is not not my favorite game by any means, not nowhere close to it, but the with apex there was always something about apex from the get-go that was just it just kept me drawn in you know so well what are we gonna do i got into elite dangerous uh i got really deep into elite dangerous actually uh i got my my best friend in real life into it those who want to check him out he does have a youtube channel uh big load um and uh he'll you'll see him with me on some of my uh streams coming up here and uh some of the the videos that i'm gonna be placing up uh, like I mentioned in the intro, I, I did order a whole new setup, uh, so I'll be getting into some more some computer gaming, uh, which is exciting because there's a lot more. There are a lot more titles on computer that I can play with and and uh, kind of showcase there, and it'll make this process a lot easier, video editing processing a lot easier, and uh, of course it'll make doing these streams a lot easier and a little more fun and hopefully better sound quality once I get the whole setup put together. Um, that being said, uh, you know I did a, I did a, a good run with Ark uh, with the Genesis. Uh, Ark has Genesis two coming out here fairly soon. I played a, I played a few, uh, probably a good month or so with uh, with Mafu Squad on Twitch. Be sure to check that out. Uh, he does also sh- um, he he also showcases a lot of his longer streams. So if you want to kind of see how that went, that was a few months ago. I was playing with him. I'm sure when Genesis two drops, we'll be getting back into that as well. And there's just so much that happened in the past year and a half that I've been away. Um, Elite Dangerous, I got pretty deep into that. Got really in-depth into some major wars out there. Not, not started by me, definitely not ended by me. I, I'm you know, I'm not much of a PvPer myself. I, I prefer some of the more adventure games. I'm definitely more of a PvE player than anything. I prefer a storyline, a more engaging kind of gameplay, obviously. So I'm not really too big into that one, but I was involved... Uh, at least I was a member of a squadron that was involved into a, a fairly large uh, war that had broke out between, um, gosh, I forgot, like IED was involved in it. Um, and then there was, uh, of course, the 7th Squadron 
was the squadron that I was in on Elite Dangerous. But the war kind of kicked off after I started kind of losing my motivation for Elite Dangerous. And I didn't really stick around long enough to play around with that too much. Um, so, I mean, that, that's pretty much what it comes down to. There's really not a lot. Uh, I believe the games that I played were the the, the mainstay games like Ark and uh, Elite Dangerous is obviously a classic game, uh, arguably the oldest game out there. Um, and it's, it's done really well. And we'll also make sure we, we're going to work into the uh, Elite Dangerous has a new update coming out, a big update coming out. It is going to be a paid DLC, but it'll be the Odyssey DLC where you can actually exit your ship, go on planet surface, walk around with your character. And they've also looked into doing uh, you know first-person shooter kind of battles and stuff between players. Uh, and it's exciting to see how that goes. Um, no Man's Sky. Uh, I want to say my first episode, we talked about No Man's Sky, and it was uh, when they brought out the next update, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a huge, huge at that moment, but it's come even further since then. Uh, the recent update, now you can have pets. So that's that's kind of cool. Like, it, it was, I, you know, I thought you could always tame creatures. But for more of a processing matter, right? But now you have a pet that can follow you around everywhere. And it's cool because there's no there's no like limit to the pets from what I could see. I mean, I haven't played it since the update yet, but I've seen, I mean, obviously I've been following the post of that and seeing all the other people talk about it. And it seems like there's really no limit to the kind of pets or how large a pet you can have or where you could take it. So basically you can have your little camp or your your um your home on your own home planet and then fly around and collect all these different animals and bring them back to your planet. I would think, I mean, like I said, I haven't played it, but I would think there's some kind of limit to like the different atmospheres and ecosystems of you could take a pet into. So that's, that's an obviously something to keep into, uh, you know, take into account. And if it's not implemented, I feel like it will eventually, there's gotta be some kind of challenger, you know, as exciting as it is to just gather, you know, uh, 20, 30 different types of animals from all over the galaxy and take it to that one planet you know, that little paradise planet that hopefully you found and set up on, um, then, I mean, more power to you. That's, I mean, that, that could be fun. And uh, also kind of that idea alone is a big reason why I prefer like No Man's Sky and stuff like that. Not a lot of PvP. It's more exploration, just more fun, casual kind of stuff. Um, but going back into the dangerous, as I get this setup going and I start getting in, I start getting, you know, back into YouTube and the streaming and stuff, uh, the setup will implement a lot of, at least from the get-go, it'll implement a lot of Elite Dangerous and definitely going into with the Odyssey DLC coming out. And we'll be showcasing a lot of that. I'll be working alongside uh, with Big Load uh, more, and you'll see he's got his YouTube channel, and you know, I've got mine going on. So we'll be collaborating quite a bit when it comes to that. Another one to look out for, we also have um, a Rage of Zeus, uh, if you watch some, if you watch some of my videos, uh, you might see at least at the very at the bottom of my screen. You could see when he logs in. Uh, I met him and got to know him better through playing Black Desert Online. Uh, me and him play Apex a lot lately. Uh, a little bit of Warzone here and there, and that, that's that's pretty fun. So uh, when it comes down to it, uh, me and him have already kind of talked about working together when it comes to doing these videos and stuff. Um, he's got his Elgato that he's he's record he can record with and. We'll work our videos together. I got my Elgato here. I just waiting for the rest of my setup to come in, and then we'll get some of that going. Um, that being said, uh, welcome back to the podcast. It uh, it's a lot of fun. It's been a long time coming, and I've uh, I've sat on it way too long. And uh, I'm seeing obviously on my page here. Thankfully, not a lot has really changed. Uh, thankfully, so we're still on all of the different you know, different channels. We're still, we're, I mean, it's still working pretty good, you know, still on the Spotify and I think we made it on the Apple and, and we'll cover more of that later on. Um, but for now, I just want to get an episode out there. I want to let you guys know that I'm still here. I'm still alive and we'll, uh, and it's only going to get better from here on out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Um, as far as the streaming, I don't know what platform I'm going to get onto streaming with. Uh, it'll probably most likely be Twitch, but there might be a new platform out there that I don't know about that's still kind of up and coming. I'll do some research here, and I'll be sure to let you all know. Um, either way, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to some of the big things that are coming. Um, this will work out pretty good. 
and uh, hopefully you'll join me. Hopefully you'll stick stick around here, and hopefully you'll you'll see me come up, and you'll be you'll be here from the beginning, and uh, all your friends and every a lot of other people will join us, and we'll we'll go from there. Uh, we'll also be trying to implement more of um, a podcast with with other people. You know, we'll bring Big Load here, and we'll actually do a a, a podcast with Big Load in person. Um, and we'll work on more also like remote podcasts, like distant podcasts and things like that with other people who like live out of state or aren't able to be around or anything like that. So it's another thing to look forward to. Also, if you know anybody who, uh, wants to put the two cents in on a game, some upcoming games, or maybe they're considered one of, a one of the experts on a, on a certain genre or even a certain game and, uh, or maybe they're a YouTuber, they're a streamer, uh, or whatever it might be. And, and it'd be fun to kind of get them involved in either one of the podcasts or maybe doing, a video or something together, whatever it might be. That's something else to kind of keep into account. Um, yeah, be sure to let, let, let them know and let me know too. Uh, comment on the, on the podcast here. Uh, let me know different ones you want me to follow and uh, we can, we can go from there. Um, also be sure to follow on Twitch too. Uh, you can always tag other streamers or, or myself or anything in Twitch that you want me to uh, kind of steer towards and, and keep an eye out for and and obviously uh, work together with the rest of the community. Anyway, we'll be back after this uh, this quick message here, and then we'll move on to the rest of the episode. Okay, so going over what we did before. Um, oh, we covered the Watchdogs uh, Legion that came out. Uh, of course, Cyberpunk was also a big title that was highly anticipated. Um, unfortunately, with Watchdogs and Cyberpunk, they were both. Uh, I mean, they were both kind of rushed. Unfortunately. Um, you had uh, with, with Watch Dogs Legion, I was excited, and in my previous episode, I expressed that excitement quite a bit uh, about how fun it would be to be able to take over anybody and and create your own team and and take away the concept of a main character, you know. And in a weird way, that kind of implemented an idea of still be, 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 being a more individualized game. You know, as opposed to the first two titles where you're following the one character. And yeah, you meet a few other characters along the way where you're following a movie. In this case, it was a risk, but at the same time, it was still exciting. Um, and I think it played off well in theory. Uh, their execution could have been better. Um, and of course, they're still they're still going along with it. They still have updates coming out for the game. Um, and I played quite a bit of it myself. The one, probably the one major complaint that I would have for uh, Watch Dogs Legion was the how much the game relied on the LB button, at least on the Xbox, and I'm sure the uh, the, the the L1 button on the PS4, uh, PC probably obviously didn't have much of the same issues. But my issue was I have, I mean, I have the Elite Two controllers, what I play with on my Xbox, and even then the LB button you use it for pretty much every. Uh, the main interaction in the game, which is hacking stuff, you know, uh, looking at other people hacking their phones, hacking, you know, ATM machines, everything that you do. And of course, the game revolves around hacking. So everything that you do in the game, you're constantly just beating the crap out of the LB button, uh, the left bumper. And because of that, even using the uh, Elite 2 controller, now my left bumper isn't uh, isn't as responsive as it used to be so because of that i did take some i did take a break from uh watchdogs um and i didn't look deep into it obviously i could have looked into some different button mapping um like the a b x and y buttons could definitely take a lot more abuse than the uh the bumpers can um even the triggers can take much more abuse uh, so that's obviously something I'll look into, especially because the game really was fun. I did enjoy it. I, I really love the idea of creating your own team of uh, otherwise no-name characters. You know, obviously the game starts out. You choose a character. You choose a random person to start your team out because you still need at least one person to go and uh, and recruit the other people for your team. Um, the storylines were fun. Huge major twists in the storylines. Uh, it. Yeah, you know, a lot of people on the on the forums, uh, message boards, and, and you know social media. When the game came out, they were kind of complaining about it, how it became campy and, and everything like that. I really don't think it became campy. Like when I first played uh, the first Watch Dogs, like it was a little futuristic, obviously. Because I mean, maybe it is out there. I I know there's hackers out there. I know there's people that are really good at what they do. But the instant hacking with the with the phones and and obviously that's that's fantasy at least right now with the technology we have. Um, 
but really i i enjoyed it and it wasn't too campy for me and i got really deep into the storyline of it you know and when i was building my team i really i found myself getting attached to each character on my team and i had each character had their own responsibility when it came to uh what what mission they played along with or or which one was more uh suited for each job not and and, and the thing is it came down to more so the personality of it you know so um and even then like i would choose a certain character for a certain job uh you know a certain mission or whatever and because the mission how the twist worked that character ended up not really falling in line with what i wanted them to be or what i felt like would fall into the story but it was it still worked out in a way because it was it was still pretty cool that uh they got pulled into that story they got pulled into that that storyline or or the investigation or whichever um spoiler alert obviously but one of my favorite parts of one of my favorite missions was uh, uh that's gosh it's been so long since i played i can't remember the names but basically one of the one of the, there's like five different storylines one of the storylines that i really enjoyed was the one where you had this uh this woman who was just obsessed with revolutionizing the uh the technology and how we how we communicate over the web and 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 all this stuff so she wanted to create the the ultimate ai you know um and the main uh one of the main uh staples of the game is this ai that that helps you with research and investigation and everything like that and finding finding your targets and and uh that ai was designed by this other by this the one of the villains in the game and uh what was exciting is she was so obsessed with creating the perfect ai that she was almost she was completely numb of emotion uh everybody around her including her own mother was just a tool to be used uh and to be utilized to make this perfect ai so as her mother and she went through a couple of different test subjects but when her mother was dying uh instead of just letting her mother just pass on peacefully she uh she ended up implementing her mother's person her mother's conscience uh conscious whatever sorry uh conscience whatever the hell the word is end up implementing that into this ai so when it all came when it was all said and done she had the perfect ai because even then the ai wasn't really in artificial intelligence it was legitimately someone's own conscience inside this computer inside this server and that ran everything from the from the center hub and uh you know, you, you end up breaking into this this girl's mansion that was abandoned or this lady's mansion that was abandoned. And you find this big underground like ecosystem uh, with a with a house memory and everything like that. And of course, you end up uh, end up taking in some of the memories um, and seeing what was what was going on. And that's where it kind of takes twist. It's a really creepy, eerie uh, kind of thing. There's really not a lot of enemies when you're in the mission but it still kind of makes your skin crawl and i love that aspect of it It just got more and more twisted one of the more twisted parts was like i said the this villain she's completely devoid of emotion for her it's all logic it's all this this obsession with creating this ai and the also the excitement that she has for being able to insert someone's consciousness consciousness what i whatever the word consciousness into these robots so uh, as you dig deeper and you investigate the house, you end up seeing that she had taken her dog that she you know, was given to love and to care for. But even that dog was was nothing but a science experiment for her to help her uh, push forward and and create this uh, this perfect uh, concept here. So she is obsessed and she's saying, like, I can save you. I can keep you here. I can keep you alive. We can live forever. Immortality. And in a sense it is, but it's also, you, you get kind of a torturous sense too. Um, as you're investigating a house, you go into the garage and you hear barking and it's just thinking about it. Oh, geez. Just thinking about the story and exploring this little house uh, is starting to make my, starting to make my skin crawl, make my hair, my, you know, give me goosebumps as it is. Um, and then you, so you go into the garage and in this like little fish tank kind of, um, uh, terrarium is uh, one of these little spiders. Um, now, if you haven't played the game, uh, uh, these little these little hack spiders that you can use uh, that will 
actually uh, you can use them to uh, you know, hack into things and sneak around enemies and stuff like that. And they're controllable, but there are a couple AI aspects to them. Uh, so that being said, when her dog passed away, she, in her mind, saved it by putting the dog's conscience into this little spider, a uh, little mechanical spiders that they use. Um, so it's really creepy when you go into the uh, when you go into the garage and you go to the terrarium and you hear this little spider barking and stuff like that. And then as you're exploring and and of course you know it gives you little clues and 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 hints and and like like flashbacks to uh, to the past and this in this lady's obsession as she's growing up. Um, and then it, it all it, it becomes clear that the dog is still somewhat alive, but it's inside the spider. It's not an actual dog. And and this dog has also been trapped inside this terrarium in this little spider robot. Uh, forever and always. So, and you do the humane thing, and you have the option to obviously just, just you know, uh, c- cut the power to the little spider. So you know the dog passes away, but you hear this dog barking and stuff from the spider and scratching on the glass, and it's excited to see you, uh, excited to see somebody. And then when you cut the power, of course you hear the whimper and it dies. And that's, God, just think about that. Still is making my skin crawl. Um, and then as you explore the house more, you end up finding uh, this big server. And uh, the mother, who, like I said, at this point, the mother is her mind, her conscience is inside this server. And she's still kept alive on the server, but it's torturous because she can't explore. She can't do anything. She's stuck inside the, the, you know, the web, the network, basically. And it's torturous for her. She just wanted to pass away. You know, she was uh, it was it was cancer or, or something that she had, but she just wanted to pass away. So it's a weird mix of this lady growing up not being having detachment issues not being able to just let go and accept that death is a part of life and also being obsessed with her work um the game plays it off as you know she's some kind of hero to the general public because she you know she's she's insanely smart this really high iq and this huge really popular and successful scientist with this and, and she's she sold this this whole thing about people being pure energy and living forever through the network and it's it's kind of cool, but obviously you 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 know there's a lot of um, it's it's awesome because over the years you have these some of the greatest villains ever ever made were were brought in through in their mind and altruistic means. Um, you know, think of uh, you know like like think of the Hawk in uh, you know the you know Spider Man series and things like that. You know, uh, it's it's really exciting and it's a cool twist and it's one of the most age old. Uh, villain story sets uh, where you have this villain who's not evil, doesn't feel like he's evil. He's he's doing the thing. He or she are doing the things that they do because they feel like it is it is right. It's it's it, in their mind. It's this. It's for the better good, the greater good, right? And and those who are opposing it just don't know better. Just they just don't see the real vision. They don't they don't see it at all. But uh, the storyline ends with really. You know the the one thing worse than death is being alive forever. You know, and uh, it actually makes me think about um, the Wolverine story. Uh, you know, with Logan, and those who aren't familiar with it, uh, Wolverine's healing ability actually would cause him to basically it's it's immortal. He can obviously regenerate just as fine, fast, and immediately. And because of that, it also helps him live forever because his body doesn't age. Um, his one saving grace. Which over time, if you really look into cell stenosis, he would eventually grow old and die. But it would take years and years and years. Uh, so that being said, because of the adamantium skeleton, it actually had poisoned his body and made it worse than it, you know, and, and kind of sped up that process. Um, so that being said, uh, I got sidetracked there, of course. Uh, the storyline itself was really exciting and probably one of my favorite. There's like five main story, uh, like like chapters you go through with all these backstories. And that's probably my favorite one of all of them just because of the the twist in the end. And you end up saving the mother and the mother leads you to where uh, the uh, where her daughter's at. And that is, uh, you know, and, and, and in return, she'll tell you where her daughter's at. But you have to kill her, you know, because her mother's tortured now. She's stuck in the service. She just wanted to die peacefully. But her daughter kept her alive. Being a doctor, being really smart, and, and and just being really good at what she does, was able to keep her mother alive in order to give her longer uh, a longer, you know, more time to be able to implement her mother into this into this server into the network. Um, and then by the time you actually go and 
are face to face with the the actual villain, she's in the process of putting herself into the network Excel as well. So you come up and you meet her and you have the option to leave her alone, let her live, let her, you know, you obviously cut the power. So she's very weak and she's left there. Um, and of course you've, you've fought your way through all the enemies and stuff, but um, there's no actual battle between you and her. But uh, in the end, you have the choice to either keep her alive and she's in a weakened state and just show mercy or just offer. So obviously I chose to offer because I'm like, nah, whatever, you know. Um, and I'm sure the game obviously has some kind of implications. If you kill off this one person, I haven't got to the final chapter yet, but maybe it might play a role into the final chapter. I'm hoping it does. I really do. Cause uh, the game is exciting as it is going from that. We, we also, there's the plan to implement multiplayer and this, it, and the same thing goes with cyberpunk. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's an Ubisoft thing. I don't know, but uh, with Cyberpunk and with Watch Dogs, the excitement was the open world multiplayer, um, especially with Watch Dogs, would have been would have been so excited. And it's not like it's not going to happen. Uh, they just obviously postponed the multiplayer. Uh, for those who've been following the Cyberpunk deal, um, they're not looking at any kind of Cyberpunk multiplayer till at least uh, for at least a couple years. Like they got a lot of bugs to to, to work out anyway. But the uh, the Watchdogs Legion multiplayer will be coming out uh, fairly soon. I think the last I looked at it, they're saying like towards the end of the first quarter of 2021. So that I mean, it was supposed to come out in December, but they postponed it because of the bugs, um, of, of course. And then uh, because of that, they pushed out the multiplayer update to 2021. Um, I do see a big update for um, Watchdogs just recently came out. Unfortunately, currently. Uh, as I'm recording this, uh, Xbox Live services and everything are down, so there's not much I can do. I can't even check to see if it updated. I know I ran the update before I uh, before I left and ran my errands for the day, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and hopefully, we can be playing some uh, some Watchdogs multiplayer over Xbox Live and, and and you know PlayStation Network and obviously over computer uh, with PC and everything. And I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to get back into it. And I got to see if there's some button mapping that I can do to fix the issue because. My left bumper doesn't have a lot of life left in it at this point. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, we'll talk more about Cyberpunk after this next message. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, once again, leave a comment, show some support. We'll be, we'll be right back. Okay, so uh, we'll talk about Cyberpunk a bit, too. Um, I enjoyed Cyberpunk. It was a fun game. Um, probably uh, buggy, obviously. Uh, and the issue with that was... It was had so much hype and it was in in development for years and years and years. And once again, another uh, just another rush development and a lot of hype. It's you got to get it's a good balancing act. You have to you have to kind of follow with it all. You know, you can you build up all this hype for the game and then you sit on it for so long and you just keep the advertisement going. Great job on the advertisement. But unfortunately, they got people too excited for it. So. So then you had the developer was was getting death threats and was just was just being pressured so much to release a game. So they did, and they released a very very unfinished title. Um, personally, I didn't run into a lot of bugs uh, when I first started playing it on the Xbox. It it did ha- it did crash a handful of times, but you know when I first started going at it. But it was um, it didn't take long for and all of a sudden I was able to play through for hours on end without it crashing at all. And that was always that was nice, you know. I really uh, I enjoyed the the story was was fun and engaging. Definitely not a game for kids. Everything in that game revolves around sex, and it is it is a mature game as mature as it's going to get. Um, uh, one of my main complaints, and this was kind of a common complaint, was the uh, the mantis blades. Uh, although they're really fun and in concept is really great. And if you get your hands on the legendary Manus blades, it is just, it's amazing. And they're they're They just rip through stuff left and right, especially if, if you have the right upgrades on them and, and you get all your cyberware uh, going. The issue with the Mantis blades is, uh, is the, the, the kill animations. Um, you could rip through crowds left and right. And there is a way to kind of circumvent it. If you uh, pop your menu opening and close real quick, it kind of cancels the animation. Um, and the reason why the animation is such an issue is because while you're doing the animation, it'll take, it takes a good, you know, four or five seconds or so, but while you're 
doing the animation and uh it's you know you're driving your manus blade through so much chest or whatever um the other his buddies are still firing at you so you can still get killed in the middle of the animation and that was kind of a crippling factor that didn't that didn't really come obviously wasn't brought up to the uh the developer um and by no means do i want to be invincible while i'm doing the animation but having the option to turn the animations off would be nice i mean if you're in a one-on-one fight with like uh you know one of the uh one of the people that are just losing their mind in the game there's a there's a concept of uh you know it's all based around cyberware and everybody's got these implants in their head and everything like that and the implant can malfunction and the person goes crazy and some of the side side quests that you can get is uh is hunting these people down um and of course there's easy ones where you could just kind of go in there and, and you can rip them through pretty easily and you get some decent gear low-end gear uh you know early game boss gear if you will but uh there is there are also some some of the uh people going crazy that that are extremely powerful and not only do they hit like a truck but they also tend to teleport or they run to a different section um like if you've gotten the legendary manus blades, it is possible to run in there, grab them from the chest, and then run out where you know so and the guy can't keep up with you, and eventually he just goes back to his spawn. But um, if you do fight the guy, you can weaken him up a bit, and he has his minions around him that are kind of annoying. But the downside is he does uh, he does tend to jump uh to uh, at least a couple different spots i got to his second spot where he runs and goes to it runs up these stairs goes into a second kind of room a large room that you can still fight him but he's got his buddies around him and i made it to the second room and you don't really expect his buddies to be there and you definitely got to be quicker with the game uh but uh and they got the best of me so i backed out um i was definitely a glass cannon build if you will so i was able to rip through things but i didn't focus a lot on uh like the armor or the defense of um, of my character, uh, but the storyline's still pretty fun. Uh, getting some uh, some of the glitches uh, and bugs were more beneficial than others. Uh, if you took advantage of the unlimited money bug, um, basically uh, there was you could do it the slow way where you get the materials from the vending machines and craft uh, you know green level weapons, preferably the sniper rifle. And uh, you put it and you just build a cyber office and sell them back to the, uh, you know, the little cell boxes. And you can make some, you know, decent income doing that if you want to grind it out. And that's kind of a legitimate way to make money. Uh, you just, you know, you buy the the sodas and the, and the power-up drinks and stuff from the vending machines, break them down, and you can craft weapons with the materials you get from them. Uh, and you make a little bit on top. Or one of the glitches, uh, one of the bigger glitches was to go into out in the desert in a fairly high level area. And this is uh, was a very difficult one to get. Uh, I definitely suggest taking a vehicle out there so you can just run all the people over. Uh, but there's like, I don't know, like seven or eight of these really high level kind of government, uh, you know, uh, one of the factions. It's like a militarized faction. Uh, and they they're I mean, they they rip you to shreds, especially at low levels. So you go out there, run them over. And when you beat them all um the what they're guarding is this uh thing that fell out of the sky from like a satellite that fell out of the sky and inside it has this has this painting the painting sells for like four thousand and uh but you can buy it for five so the trick was to um go to one of the sell spots and and i, I it's been a while since i did it but obviously i played around with it a little bit and um you can dupe this however many times you want and uh you go to each one of the sell spots and each one of those like sell little selling vending machines only has like 20,000 in it. So you go to the sell spots, you sell them uh, five of these paintings, you get 20,000, you buy the painting back, the paintings back for, you know, uh, 25, um, you know, $25 as opposed to just earning 20,000 from selling them alone. And uh, you can sell these paintings in it and it works with all the vendors, even the people, vend- even the human vendors uh, in the shops. You sell them the paintings for twenty thousand. You can clear them out and then buy the painting back for five for five dollars. You you exit out of the the menu and you you open it back up and the paintings right there and you can buy it back for five dollars. So that's a great way to get rich. Uh, at that point, the only tedious aspect is going to each one of the sell spots and and uh, you know selling and buying back because each vendor only has a certain amount of you know certain amount of money on them. So 
that's one way to go about it. Or you could just do like a trade game back and forth where you sell these and you get a certain value. You can trade them out and get high, high level gear and everything. And that was obviously a very cheesy way to play the game. Um, but uh, a lot of people justified it because of how buggy the game was. So if the, if the game's going to, you know, hit you with a bunch of glitches and, and, and bugs, you might as well take advantage of the one bug that is going to benefit you to become super rich and buy whatever the heck you want. Uh, so why not? Um, and really the storyline, it doesn't even using that, even using that exploit doesn't really take away from the storyline. So uh, working into that, the storyline itself was uh, it was fun. It was exciting. And uh, you definitely get into an aspect of, uh, you know, uh, really investing yourself into the characters. Um, the there's like like three or four different factions that you end up you, know, you can end up working with there's one that's kind of like desert dogs you know they they fix up these these uh you know kind of beater trucks you know they're kind of like the blue like the the blue collar redneck kind of kind of faction and then you have the inner city the the corpos if you will um that you can work with and then there's uh and then there's like kind of an underground like uh uh, like an underground like hacking uh organization uh that's kind of based mainly off of the sex industry you know they make these uh they make these holograms and even these 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 implants that they put into what are essentially prostitutes uh that basically takes their conscience away from them and turns them into these uh oh god i forgot what they called them in the game but basically they they do all the acts that the client wants them to do without uh without actually really remembering anything so it's kind of messed up when you think about it but you know the game is based obviously in the year 2077 so it i mean it's it's in the whole world has been taken over by corporate mega and you know and and money is everything and you know people are just slaves to the corporate america and and all this it's a really really dark twisted uh take on the future of the world itself um but the big factor of it and what really sold the game was the involvement of Keanu Reeves as Johnny Silverhand. And if you played the game, if you could, if you didn't get hit by too many bugs and you could really get into the game and the storyline, Johnny Silverhand, uh, Keanu Reeves' character, is actually a really engaging character. It's really cool to see him play this guy, um, especially since the, the, you know, the internet is just blown up with how much of a good guy he is. It's really cool to see uh see him in this aspect you know um there were a couple mods uh obviously on pc when it came to cyberpunk where you could actually uh you could actually end up having sex with uh, johnny silverhand and that mod it didn't take long before people are already trying to take it down and and i'm sure some lawsuits are coming out out there and it is what it is if you played the game you shouldn't be surprised that that's that's a thing you know that's a thing out there so um, there's no reason to, uh, to, to act surprised about that. So, uh, and then, and, and then really, I honestly really enjoyed the theme music for Johnny Silverhand. It's, I, I read an article where the guy is kind of, he kind of complains that the music, although it's really cool music and it's really awesome music, it doesn't really draw you it, it, none of the music fits the game, fits any of the themes that you're doing or anything like that. For me, I love the theme music that plays when you have these flashback cutscenes where you play as Johnny Silverhand and you learn more about his past and his memories, and uh, and it's just it's it's just this really cool guitar riff, kind of like it's got like a really low kind of a like a techno uh, bass to it, uh, kind of kind of a mellow bass in a way, but the guitar is just a really good aggressive guitar riff that you know it's it's pretty much a looped guitar riff, but um, if you haven't heard it, just just check it out YouTube the uh, you know or or whatever you know uh, whatever you know video or music device you have there um, it's the Johnny Silverhand theme music or whichever and um, it's just it just sounds really cool I actually have it as my ringtone and it's my my alarm when I wake up in the morning it just gets you kind of pumped you know um, maybe because I correlate it with the Johnny Silverhand scenes and and you know and the the segments in the game but I I enjoy the song yeah I'm honestly the song itself gets me pretty pumped um uh and of course with cyberpunk as i mentioned before the last break uh the multiplayer aspect of it because the game is so broken i mean they're they're trying to fix a lot of the bugs and most some bugs are even game breaking uh that people are finding even after the updates and new bugs that are coming because of the updates uh the multiplayer of uh aspect of cyberpunk 2077 has been pushed back 
astronomically. And there's no definite date now, of course, but there is uh, plenty of theories out there. And a lot of people are saying we can't don't expect any kind of multiplayer uh, to be implemented into the game until well after and maybe even 2022 or so. That's if the game even survives that long. Um, uh, like I said, uh, there were death threats that that caused this game to be pushed out and published before it was complete. And now there's death threats and and uh, you know refund demands of that to the point where PlayStation even took it off their marketplace. Uh, they were issuing refunds. And uh, thankfully, as far as I know, it's still on the Xbox marketplace. It's still on. So that's the Xbox store, I should say. So if you want to play it, by all means, it's I'm sure it's a lot smoother now than it was when I first started playing it. I got it on release and because uh, I couldn't I couldn't wait to try it out. And it was definitely a very fun game. And uh, I still haven't played through the rest of it yet because I want to wait for some of the more uh, some of the uh, updates to kind of come out and, and you know, kind of play it after that. And so I was uh, getting excited. Plus, I was getting as much as I love the Manus Blades, I was getting kind of annoyed with uh you know just just being a sitting duck when it came to the kill animation so hopefully there's been a couple updates so far hopefully they fixed that and uh i I can at least turn them off or they did something i really hope they did because that was one of my biggest problems that i had with the game the manus blades are way too fun to ignore and unfortunately using them cripples you and and like the worst way not because they're not good enough not because you can't just you know destroy everything in your way with them but because when you are destroying everything in your way, it you get screwed over. Yeah, it, it, you're a sitting duck while you're watching. I mean, they're cool animations, but they they you obviously you just get killed by using them. So, and I don't want to have to hit the pause menu or open up the crafting menu just to um, just to keep myself from using the animation. I'd rather just be able to turn it off. Um. So yeah, I mean, there's also that. So Cyberpunk 2077 multiplayer is still easily a couple years away, if that, even if it survives that long. But get it while you can. Uh, for those on PlayStation, you're you're stuck with hard copies uh, on Xbox. I believe it's still on the store. I still have it downloaded. I didn't demand no refund or anything like that. Um, but uh, a lot of issues with games coming out. AAA titles, and the thing is with Ubisoft, we shouldn't be. Shouldn't be surprised that uh, Watch Dogs came out the way it did because Ubisoft rarely puts out a complete game. Um, so, but if you haven't tried Cyberpunk, make sure your parents aren't in the room. Make sure your kids aren't in the room because just the carry the character creation on that game uh, before you even start the game itself is enough to make. I mean, it's enough to make anybody blush if the wrong person walks in the room. Hopefully, you know if you if you're like me, hopefully you don't mind it or whatever. Um, you know, it's not necessarily like someone walks in a room and they're like, oh, what's going on? What the hell's that? Or, or they're just, it's an embarrassing situation for most people. But, um, parents, if you're listening to this, just know that if you're buying your kid, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, it is rated mature for a very good reason. There are some games that are mature because of blood and gore and violence and, you know, religious aspects and all this stuff. But Cyberpunk is rated mature because there is naked people everywhere. Before you even actually start the game, while you're making your character, um, the customization aspect of creating your character from the size and 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 and, uh, the size of of the genitals and and whether circumcision or not is is you know your preference, Um, and even the you know the size and shape of of you know of the mammary glands, so to speak, it's. Definitely something to keep into to take into account when it comes to letting uh, your kid play this game. But for those adults out there who are able to play the game maturely and enjoy the storyline, and or maybe not even maturely, um, whatever it is that takes you to the game, um, and yes, you can put a penis on a female. In case you're wondering, um, so that being said, keep that in account. But the storyline itself is just really fun. Uh, the action of the game is fun. It's all in first person mode, obviously. Um, but the action, it, it just, the gameplay itself is great. It's just those few bugs that were game breaking. I didn't experience them too much. Um, I didn't have any game breaking bugs, but the game did crash on me a handful of times when I first started playing it. It hasn't crashed on me in a while. Um, and maybe five, six times total. Um, and it was, it was aggravating. Yeah. I'd get about an hour into the gameplay and it would crash. I just go straight to the home screen. But after that, you know, I haven't had a crash in a while, but the storyline and twists are still fun. The story, it, it's its definitely something you can get into and enjoy. Um, so uh, Cyberpunk 2077, 2077, I just, 
I don't know if I really should have to put emphasis on which cyberpunk I'm talking about, obviously. So uh, check it out. Yeah, read plenty of the reviews on it. And um, hopefully, you guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed as much as I did. Um, I didn't run into all the bugs everybody was complaining about. There were a couple iffy like glitches and stuff, but not like nothing that was game breaking or that that I had an issue with. Anyway, so we'll uh we'll do we'll do one more message here, uh one more ad, and then uh we'll get uh we'll get into saying our goodbyes. So that's gonna do it for today's episode. Um I apologize for the long break. Um I my computer came in today, at least this the 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 CPU and the tower came in today. I uh, got a few different things coming in. Um, as of now, I got all the updates today. Everything is now officially being shipped. So it should all start showing up. And hopefully, ha- I'll hopefully have everything by, you know, within the next few days. And then uh, we'll have some better quality content coming out. Uh, Xbox Live services are still down. Uh, they, they're still investigating. They have no idea what's going on. Of course, everybody's all sorts of mad. I can't even sign in, let alone connect to Xbox Live. It lets me sign in if I, you know, turn it off and turn it back on automatically. It'll sign in. Uh, based on my controller, but um, it takes like two or three minutes, you know, if if that, and then it just signs out and it says, you know, error messages and everything like that. So we'll probably cover that next week once all the news comes out and Xbox comes out with a statement or Microsoft comes out with a statement as to why the the outage is happening. Um, but it's it's obviously affecting thousands, and you're looking at the, you know, the Facebook uh, post and. You know, some of the forum boards, some of that, and people are obviously aren't living. There's a lot of good jokes, though, uh, obviously, because it's like, well, I guess now I got to spend time with the wife or haven't seen my kids since Thanksgiving because of Xbox. So uh, he seems like a cool kid and, you know, some funny stuff coming out. But uh, hopefully before long, Xbox will be back up and uh, we can start getting some streaming and videos going. My computer setup is, oh, excuse me. My computer setup is finally making its way in. So I'll have all that going here within the next few days. Cross my fingers. Um, hope the weather stays a little bit better. The country's been ripped to shreds by a weird winter storm. So I'll put some delays in deliveries and stuff. So that's understandable. Uh, but it was exciting to have my computer come in. So that being said, we're also going to be doing some computer games too. Um, uh, I've been seeing some, I've been watching some, uh, some YouTubers obviously over the years. And there's a lot of games that I want to try out. Uh, that obviously just were never released on console, so I'm really excited for that. And uh, now I'm just waiting for you know the desk and my and my uh, my monitors to come in, and uh, got a pretty good deal on the uh, on the CPU and everything itself. So uh, we're doing we're going to be doing some more fun content from here on out, and we'll be working uh, back into getting the YouTube channel going. Uh, I did uh, I did an updated uh, intro, so if you haven't checked that out, check it out at Canine Party. Uh, which is my channel on YouTube, obviously. And um, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, it's the same, obviously the same intro as before, different colors, but it's all, but it's a 1080p version. So a much more high quality version of it as well. Um, that being said, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for sticking around and uh, show some support. Uh, leave some comments. Uh, let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, leave comments on my YouTube channel. Uh, you could visit my Twitter page, of course, and uh, leave some posts there. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Um, it's, uh, brighter things from here on out. So that's, uh, that's all I got. We'll, uh, we'll talk to y'all next week.